Hi, everybody. I'm Steve Goldstein, and thank you so much for taking the time here on the Goldie on Ice podcast. We are presented by SIDES, which is a foundation helping children and family in the battle against pediatric cancer. You know, I know David Lister personally. He puts in so much of his time, energy, and effort to help so many that need it. SIDES helps to fund and fight children's cancer. You can find Dave Lister on how you can contribute and help out and donate on Facebook and on LinkedIn. And brought to you by Ken Marr. His bottom line is Ken, a personal friend of mine, been with the podcast since the beginning. He's just one of the best people I know. That's the bottom line. He's now a senior vice president at JLL, a Fortune 500 company. Ken specializes in industrial properties. Four decades in the business, so we appreciate his support here on the Goldie on Ice podcast. Let's get right to this episode. This is a Stanley Cup final edition of the podcast. I'll say it again. Amazing, unbelievable, a Stanley Cup edition of the Goldie on Ice podcast. Hello, everybody. Steve Goldstein here. Uh, What else can you say? What a run by the Panthers to win the Eastern Conference final in a sweep over the Carolina Hurricanes is just incredible. The Panthers go into the Cup final, winners of 11 of their last 12 games, 6-0 in overtime, Eight straight road wins. Sweep Carolina, all one-goal games. Um, Matthew Kachuk with three game winners. He's the first player to do that in a conference final since 2016 when Sidney Crosby did it, and the Penguins reached the Stanley Cup final and then won the Stanley Cup. Sergei Bobrovsky, incredible, 10-2 in the playoffs, and this Panther team just finds a way no matter what. And giving up goals not only doesn't deter them, this may be the biggest factor that's probably not talked about because there's so many things that are discussed with, you know, Kachuk and Bobrovsky and Barkov playing out of this world, playing like the three best players in the league. Um, When the Panthers give up a goal, not only does it not deter them or get them nervous or have any negative effect, it's not even neutral. It's almost like a positive that they take it as a challenge and they step right back up. To give up a goal last night in that game four to Jesper Foss with about three minutes to go to tie it when you're trying to eliminate a team and you're so close to the Stanley Cup final and not even have it be a blip on your radar screen. They just keep on playing and I'm fully confident that if Kachuk didn't score with 4.3 seconds left to win it, they would have won the game in overtime. Uh, It is the latest regulation goal in a conference final game in NHL history to send a team to the cup final. The patience Kachuk showed in front of the net was amazing. And the Panthers won the special teams battle from Carolina in games two, three, and four. And by a wide margin in game number four. Two power play goals. They killed off every penalty. And what a moment. It is the first series. It was the first celebration of any series in the arena's history. It's the third time the Panthers had clinched the series at home. The other two were the first and second round back in 1996 at the Miami Arena. And not only is it a you know a clincher, but it's a conference final clincher. And seeing Alexander Barkov, who, you know, just goes out and does his job, no matter who he plays with in his 10 years as a Panther, who the general manager is, who the coach is, who his line mates are, you know, how the team's performing, to see him who just threw it all 
just plays and does what he can to help the team win in a selfless, egoless way. To see him with that trophy, skating off the ice, I thought it was just a great moment. And, you know, particularly thrilled for him and Aaron Ekblad, who have been here nine and ten years. And really thrilled for everybody that's a Panther fan, whether you were in the building or not. Uh, just an amazing moment to be tied in that game. And then all of a sudden, in a very short period of time, you go from a game-winning goal to a trophy coming on the ice and the Panthers clinching their spot in the Stanley Cup Final. There are so many layers to what you could talk about with this team from the six defensemen who have basically been the six all year. Guys like Mark and Eric Stahl who, hey, let's face it, there were a lot of people outside that criticized the Panthers for signing both of these guys. These guys were both integral in getting to where they've gotten to. Both have been to the Stanley Cup final before. You know, Eric's won it. Mark got there in 14. Mark Stahl has played all 98 games. Let that sink in. When the Panthers signed him for 750000 and then his brother for a tryout, it was kind of an afterthought. I think most people thought, oh, okay, maybe Stahl play 50 games this year and be a good influence on the younger guy. Forget all that. This guy has been a warrior. He's played every night next to Brandon Montour and in some ways has helped Brandon Montour have his career year. So, you know, a guy like Sam Bennett, you know, forgotten in Calgary, a high draft pick, career fluttering. They didn't know how to use him. He comes here, and whether it's Huberto on his wing and Duclair or Kachuk and now Cousins, Sam Bennett, players he has played with as a Panther, they have had career years. And Sam Bennett is like a heat-seeking missile. This guy plays as hard as anybody I've ever seen in a Panther uniform. And that hit on Slavin in Game 4, clean, incredible. He is just a worker, and he is always at the net, and he's been in on, you know, so many big goals in these playoffs, whether he's scoring them or helps setting them up. Um, Sam Bennett's been amazing. And you can just go up and down the list on this Panther team. You know, young guys, hopefully Etu Losterinen is okay. But Losterinen and Lundell as young guys, what they've done. Uh, Lomberg and White get in on a goal in Game 4. The job Sam Reinhardt has done. Remember, Sam Reinhardt never made the playoffs with Buffalo. So this is only his second go at it. And he's an impact player. And we know he's got the great hands and can score. But the way Sam Reinhardt is working the boards and forechecking and doing all the little things. Another selfless guy. Doesn't care who he plays with. Call it the first line, the third line. Doesn't matter to him. So it's been an amazing story and, and maybe the biggest warrior of all of them, Gustav Forsling. What a beating Forsling takes back there in his own zone. You know, players finishing checks, uh, particularly in the Boston series and in this series. And Gustav Forsling just keeps on battling and keeps on going. And Bobrovsky playing the best that, you know, with the stakes, what they are, it's the best he's ever played. Now, he's had stretches like this in Columbus when he won those Vesna trophies. And, you know, now he gets a week off at least. And Bobrovsky's got to play at or near that level four times in seven games. He doesn't need to do it every night. And the Panthers have that great chance of winning the Stanley Cup. I know it's still amazing, the words coming out of the mouth. So, so many different things to look at with his team. 
obviously Bill Zito pulling the trigger on the Kachuk trade. And I remember talking to Zito in the summer after the trade, and I said, you know, how long did it take you? You know, once you, he goes, I heard he was available. And he said this publicly. He made the call. And once it was known that he was available because he told Calgary he didn't want to re-sign and one of the places he wanted to come was Florida, Zito right then and there. There was no hemming and hawing. He said, what, what do I need to do to get the guy? And I remember at the time, the first round pick, people thought they gave up too much. They gave up Cole Schwinn, who's a nice prospect. And I'm thinking to myself, if this guy is who Zito and a lot of people in hockey thinks he is, that he's the rare guy like Alex Ovechkin. And there's not many of them left. You know, back in the day, you had the Mark Messiers and not as good as him, but you had players that had that whole package that would play tough and be agitators and produce and bring it all to the table. But I was thinking, if they can, as much as we everybody loves Huberdeau and Uyghur and very good players, but if you can get this guy in his mid-20s and you can lock him up to a contract... It's a no-brainer. If you got to throw in another third and fourth round pick, who cares? I thought the same thing when they got Montour and Bennett, to be honest with you. And now here they are, and no one's talking about draft picks in 26 and 2025 that this team doesn't have. So it's been an amazing job of building the team, amazing job by ownership, giving this team what they need, and most of all, an incredible job by the players. Give Paul Maurice credit. Times during the season, hell, most of the season. It looked like it may not work and they may not make the playoffs, but he stuck with it. And he said, this is what you need to do. This is the style you have to play to win in the playoffs. And what's the point of making it if once you get there, you can't win? And sure enough, and Maurice has pushed the right buttons. You know, the, obviously, the, the great calls on the goalies. When to stay with Alex Lyon, when to make the move back to Bobrovsky, putting Cousins on the line with Bennett and Kachuk. Uh, having the faith in Eric Stahl and Mark Stahl and letting the players run the room. Um, Paul Maurice has been, you know, he, he looks like a coach who's been around for 25 years, pulling the trigger on this and good for him. Longest stretch ever between cup final appearances for a coach. He made it more than 20 years ago. Um, and just keeping things loose. You see him in the press conferences. You know, he's always loose. He's enjoying himself and just heaping all the praise on his players. Same way during the first half of the season, he would never dump on his guys when things weren't going well. He knew what he was asking them to do was hard, to change the style of play. So Paul Maurice always said, hey, it's a process. They're working. You know, we deserve a better fate, and some of these games were playing well. Um, the goaltending wasn't good, but he would never use that, you know, and, and dump on the goalies. Yeah, we're banged up. We've got some illness. We're missing Barkov. Because he never wanted the players to get down. That what they're trying to do, and this group was buying in. They were trying to do what Paul Maurice wanted them to do. It just takes time. And luckily, by around game 74, it started to click and they started to get the goaltending. And then once they got to game five in Boston, it has taken off. So, Panther fans, enjoy the ride. Plenty on the podcast here in the upcoming days and weeks uh, with the Stanley Cup final coverage and preview. Please take a moment and listen to our sponsors. I want to tell a little story. I'm very happy our producer Brett Markowitz, who is a South Florida guy, um, no longer lives in South Florida, but he came in for game four and he got to be there in the building. 
And it's people like him and so many of you fans that I am ultimately happy for that have been there for a long time and seen some of the darker times and some of the disappointment when it seemed like, hey, maybe we wouldn't climb that mountain. And, you know, the Panthers are almost at the top. You know, they're climbing it. They're not there yet because there's still four more wins. You're only 75% of the way there. But for this team to be in the Stanley Cup final and do what it's done during this run, beating the best team, the second best team, and the fourth best team in the regular season, congratulations to everybody involved. And that includes every single fan because the players notice it. That place was nuts uh, in game four and in game three and really every home playoff game. Please take a moment, listen to our sponsors, a message from them. Without them, the podcast would not be possible. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, everybody. Time to take a moment now to tell you about something very important, the fight against pediatric cancer. And we're doing that through SIDES, the SIDES Foundation. Sydney Lister at age 15 battled Ewing sarcoma and she beat it and she's doing great today. Out of that struggle came SIDES, a foundation formed to fight pediatric cancer, to help fund children's cancer research and help South Florida families with kids fighting the disease. Dave Lister is Sid's dad. He's in charge of SIDES and does so much for those families. So I encourage you to help out. Check out Sides on Facebook, their Facebook page, S-I-D-E-S. Everything is on there. Or you can also call this important number, 954-594-5763. That's 954-594-5763. Help us, help Dave Lister, and help everybody fight pediatric cancer and help out families that need it through the Sides Foundation. Well, I want to tell you about Ken Morris because he's been 33-plus years in the business, a stand-up guy, and recently joined JLL as a senior vice president. Now, JLL is with number 185 in the Fortune 500 list, and Ken specializes in industrial properties, warehouse and manufacturer. He handles complex transactions. And the bottom line is, and I know this about him, you're the most important asset. You know, he takes care of his clients. That's what really drives him and keeps him in the business. And he absolutely loves it. He works with Fortune 500 companies and startup companies as well. So any needs that you possibly have, I could tell you this. Ken Morris is the guy. And he's been nice enough to support this podcast right from the beginning. So he's also got a pretty keen eye. Give him a call. 954-240-4400. That's 954-240-4400 for Ken Morris.